Hello, friends. I'm your Coochie Clorox girl. Are your intimate areas tired, rundown, listless? Do they poop out at parties? Are they unpopular? The answer to all your problems is in this little bottle of Sorry Beauty's top-selling intimate brightening serum, also known as Coochie Clorox. <laughs> Coochie Clorox contains 3% niacinamide and Simwhite. That works together gently to brighten and rejuvenate the skin. Niacinamide, also known as vitamin B3, is a potent antioxidant that has been shown to help reduce the appearance of dark spots, hyperpigmentation, and uneven skin tone. In addition, it helps to improve the skin barrier function, which can lead to overall healthier-looking skin. This makes it an excellent choice for use in sensitive areas such as bikini area, inner thigh, and the anal area. Sim White, on the other hand, is a skin brightener that works by inhibiting the production of melanin, which is responsible for dark spots and hyperpigmentation. It is a gentle and safe alternative to hydroquinone, a commonly used skin bleaching ingredient that can be harsh and irritating to the skin. Sim White has been clinically proven to be effective in reducing the appearance of dark spots and overall skin tone. When combined with coconut oil, which is an all-natural emollient that helps to moisturize and soothe dry, irritated booty holes, our Intimate Brightening Serum provides a gentle yet effective solution for those looking to brighten and rejuvenate their most intimate areas. Yes, with Sawray Beauty's Coochie Clarks, you too can share what is enjoyed in the dark to the light. All you have to do is apply nightly, or you can apply twice a day. The formula is so gentle, you can even use it all over your body. On your face, too. It's just like candy. So why don't you join the thousands of happy, bright coochies and boochies out there and get a great big bottle of Coochie Clorox today? Head over to SolRayBeauty.com and place your orders now. Once again, that is SolRayBeauty.com. Now let's get back into the show. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This little atom, I'm gonna let it shine. This little atom, I'm gonna let it shine. This little atom, come on. 
I'm gonna let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, whoa, uh, all around the neighborhood, come on, I'm gonna let it shine, all around the neighborhood, uh, I'm gonna let it shine, this little awesome shine, yes, come on now, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Welcome to the Solomon Ray Podcast. I'm your host, Solomon Ray. A beautiful song I wrote. I wrote earlier this year. Cute little jingle. I'm not sure if I'm going to release it or not, but cute little song, cute little song. Um, Welcome to the show. First things first, I'm going to give a shout out to the girls who've rated and reviewed this podcast. Five stars and five stars only. We don't have no reviews. And that's fine. We don't have no reviews. Um, Sorry I'm late. I'm sorry I'm late for this podcast. I, When I tell you hand to God, I dead ass forgot. Bitch, I dead ass forgot. <laughs> it really, I swear to God, it really wasn't until I opened up Snapchat earlier today and the girls was like, bitch, where is the podcast? And I said, oop, you're right. Let me get my ass up in here. I was going to try to record it earlier, but Concha was here and I don't need Concha thinking I'm crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just, I just, you know, like, I just feel, you know what it is? I feel as though, and I'm not saying I'm embarrassed of who I am, because I'm not. But there's an, there are people I deal with on a daily basis, or not deal with, that's so fucked up. But like, there's people I like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm around on like a daily basis or like a weekly basis, and I just don't want them to know, like, I be acting a fool on the internet. You know what I'm saying? I don't want them to think I'm, like, I be, you know, I just don't want that. This, um, I think I told you about the guy who was spitting in the in the sauna, in the steam room at Equinox. So, I went, to, I checked in, like, a couple of days ago, and the lady was like, oh, my God, what happened to the guy? This is, like, months, I mean, recently, but sh- this happened, like, a while ago. She's like, I never really figured out what happened. I said, girl, I ain't seen him since. And um, she was like, did you tell anybody? I said, you know what's crazy? I didn't tell, like, any friends or family. Like, I didn't, like, you know, talk about it. Um, Really, the only thing I said, I mentioned it on my podcast. And, baby, her eyes lit up. She was like, oh, my God, I love podcasts. I'm going to listen to your podcast. And I was like, no, girl. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, no. Like, I don't need you to see me like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want you to see me as a demure lady. You know, I want you to see me as a demure white woman of color. That's really what I want you to see me as. I don't want you to see me like this. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not... And I don't want to say, like, I'm different in public, but I just feel like... I don't know. I just feel like I don't need the girls to see me like this. So needless to say, I was like, you know, I don't really need Concha to be seeing me like this. Like, I don't need her to see me, like, singing on the mic, you know, even though it's beautiful vocals, hello. But I'm like, you know what, let me just wait for her to leave um, so I can get loud. (sighs) You know what's funny? When I used to live in New York, um, the 
the walls in that building were kind of small, or excuse me, thin. And so I always wondered, I'm like, whenever I recorded my podcast, I'm like, I wonder what my neighbors think. They're probably like, bitch, this person be hooting and howling late at night. This little night of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. Ooh, my tooth. Um, girl, I was gonna actually sing a, a Shania Twain song, but that was on my heart and my spirit. Um, we are ten weeks pregnant right now. You bitches can, you bitches can never junior. Ten weeks, okay. You, 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 you bitches could really never. There's they're ten weeks right now. When when are you when are your babies ever ten weeks? Uh never. Um side note, uh, I hate even mentioning this. Um I will say 99.99999% of everyone understands my humor, but I'm kind of like like not shocked but i'm definitely like hmm that there are there is not an influx but there's been a couple people recently that have been like maybe missing the joke which is honestly probably my fault because you know you can't say oh it's a joke and bitch if it's not making people laugh then it's like bitch is it um but i there it's no no, like, secret. I'm starting my Ozempic, okay? I've been telling you bitches I'm starting my Ozempic, okay? I'm about to be skinny, okay? No, for real, I'm actually really about to be skinny on you bitches. I've been saying I'm gonna be skinny for, like, four years, and, like, never, it never happened. And now I'm really about to be skin and bones, bitch. I'm about to look like Mark Anthony. So, um, it's, you know, some people are like, oh, you're promoting, like, diet culture and like unhealthy stuff or I don't know I don't really remember but stuff like that and I mean granted that you know that is a valid but in my eyes you know when I I mean now because I am gonna start Olympics, so it's you know a little different now but before when I would say things like oh I'm trying to be skinny I'm trying to be skinny that was part of the joke like most of y'all got the joke. Like, literally 99% of y'all got the joke. And y'all were, like, part of the... In on the joke. Um, but the joke was, like, bitch, I'm about to be skinny. But, like, the whole time, I'm I'm literally cooking non-healthy food. I'm literally putting food... I'm literally in drive throughs I literally get on this mic and talk about fast food. I literally ordered fucking McDonald's on, on, on the mic a couple weeks ago. And ate it in front of you guys and then had heartburn and indigestion right afterwards. But still, that's another story. But you know what I'm saying? So it's like that to me is like that is the joke. This person who's constantly talking about I'm going to be skinny, I'm going to be skinny, I'm going to be skinny. And and then also the joke is here I am not overweight. You know what I'm saying? Like, not to shade anybody who is, but it's like, here I am, someone who's not overweight, talking about I need to get skinny. So it's the it's the it's the delusion, but like it's the funny in part of it, you know? So, you know, I'm definitely not apologizing or but I'm definitely like kind of like, huh. So I think I just want to like basically put like a slight disclaimer of 
girl, if 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 you you know when I'm about to be serious, you know when I'm about to like be on some serious shit. But for the most part, literally everything I do publicly online, it's all just funny. You know what I'm saying? It's never like it's never like super duper serious. You'll know when it's serious, but it's when I'm talking about bitch, I'm about to be skinny and I'm literally cooking a fattening meal and consuming like 20,000 calories a day. <laughs> I'm consuming like 20,000. <laughs> Me and my friend Ashley, we have like this um joke. <laughs> We, we have this joke like it's we just we just we'll just say 10,000 but it originated because there was I forgot who, who it was. there's like a photo this is like years ago this is like maybe eight years ago that Rihanna posted um on Instagram and she looked really heavy set like she it was just like a bad I can't remember what the photo was but, you know, in the group chat, we were like, girl, she's eating good. And I was like, damn, bitch, like, that's a lot. Like, she probably gained, like, a lot of weight. And um, my friend Ashley was like, yeah, she's probably consuming, like, 10,000 calories a day. <laughs> she was like, she's probably consuming, like, 10,000 calories a day. So, like, now, whenever we see something, we're like, I'd be like, girl, I feel a little bloated. My friend would be like, ooh, 10,000. And we'll just joke. We'll just throw up. Whenever she says 10,000 and whenever I say 10,000 to each other, we just know like, oh, 10,000 calories. So, uh, sorry, that I just remember that. Um, but girl, like lately, I've really been consuming like probably 20,000 calories. Maybe like 15. But still, I've been, I've been consuming calories. So, um, anyway, so I start my Ozempic. I thought I was going to get get it today bitch but i didn't so i gotta go email them and be like bitch where's my where's my my juice um but the doctor my doctor was like oh yeah girl you need to be able to you need to eat 180 grams of protein a day to kind of make sure you don't lose your muscle mass she was like well what's your ideal weight and because right now I'm teetering between like 185 to 190. It just really fucking depends. Um, I'm kind of teetering between those. And I told her, I said, honestly, if I can get down to 175 or 170 and it just be 100% fat that I lose, I'll be content and I'll be happy. So she said, all right, girl. So in order for you to hit that mark, you need to be consuming 180 grams of protein you know, a day, which it's, I, I knew because in order to get whatever size I want to get to, you kind of have to really eat that in your weight. Um, but then I was like, well, bitch, how the fuck am I supposed to do that if this medicine is making me not want to eat, bitch? She said, well, girl, I don't know, bitch, but figure it out. I said, oh. But what she said was, um, she told me what to buy. She was like, go to Sprouts. Well, she didn't say go to Sprouts, but I found it at Sprouts. She said, buy this ancient, some some ancient, some shit, bitch. And it's like a collagen powder. And it, she said, you take that and you put it in your coffee 
in the morning. You take two scoops. That's already 25 grams right there. She said the minute you wake up, before you eat anything, bitch, consume as much of your protein as possible. Put it in your coffee, whatever, because you'll fuck around and you'll start eating shit that ain't got no protein in it and be full as fuck. And she said, bitch, Ozempic don't, it don't eat when it, I guess because duh, blood sugar, bitch. But she said, when you need, when you need energy, your body will not cons- eat it and get it from fat. It will take it from your muscle. I said, ooh, and I've heard that from the girls. So I was like, ooh, bitch. Well, you know, I will be overdosing on protein. Um, but I'm going to see how it goes. My friend lost like, I think he said he lost 13 pounds in the last two months. Or maybe he said 30 pounds. I don't remember, bitch. But he lost quite a bit. Everybody I know is losing crazy weight off Ozempic. But I'm going to see what it's like to just kind of... I just want to get these little 10 pounds off. Um, And... It's just kind of a little difficult. So I'm going to do it, bitch. And if it's if it's not working out, bitch, I'm getting off of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not worth... I, I'm not someone who really can do... Let me count my calories. Let me count my macros. Let me count my protein intake. It's like, bitch, it's already hard enough for me to do 200 grams of protein right now and eating whatever I want and lifting weight. Like, it's already kind of nuts. So... Girl, we'll fucking see. Um, but yeah, it's all is about to be on Ozempic. You bitches are gonna be so pissed. No, but see, let me tell you why you're gonna be mad. Because I'm going to actually be skinny this time. I've been saying I'm gonna be skinny for the last four years and it's never happened. And now it's really it's just around the river bend. So what did I tell you guys a few months ago? Prepare prepare because i'm gonna be what a problem a whole entire problem so um what have i been doing recently girl fucking adulting girl when i tell you Sometimes I'm like, is this all I have to, like, is this the catalyst of my life? Like, is this it? Is this, I'm not the catalyst, but is this like, is this the precipice of my life? Like, just adulting, spending all day just adulting. Bitch, I'm tired of it. Um, It's just been a bunch of like... (sighs) just phone calls and long little meeting type things with my accountant, my tax advisor. Um, I'm trying to set up some like streams of financial investments for you bitches can never junior. Um, you know, cause if I want to put them in private school in what, four to five years, you know, I need to, I don't need to like save for it, but 
there's ways to kind of make your money work for you and just a bunch of other shit. So I'm just like, girl, trying to save for that, putting money aside for myself, planning some things. If I die, bitch, I mean, I will die, but I don't know when, bitch. Listen, not soon. But just really doing a lot of financial planning. And bitch, when I'm looking at these, I'm like, bitch, I don't want to do this. This is not fun. Like, it's not... It's not cute. It's so ugly. It's so ugly doing everything on your own. Bitch. Ugh. Like, doing everything on your own is really fucking ugly. Like, I just don't want to do it. I mean, I have to. But it's just a bunch of that shit. Trying to get health insurance shit. Just a bunch of shit, bitch. Just a bunch of fucking shit. And just sitting on the phones lately, just talking to different billing people. You know, there was some lab work that didn't get billed. So I had to, like, call, like, five different people to make sure that the insurance paid for the damn labs. And just adulting. And it's so ugly. It's just not part of my fantasy. You know, it's really not part of my fantasy. Like, I just really want to lay up and relax. And just being, just sitting in front of a computer, I'm also, now that you bitches could never junior is really, you know, in route. Um, I will say that I've had like little moments of incredible fear um, <laughs> this past week where, if you guys remember, I mentioned last year how the one thing that was kind of holding me back from having a child was I always felt like, okay, I don't make enough money. I'm, I'm not financially secure. And then it's like, okay, if you, as long as you make this much, you'll be fine. And then I made it. And then it was like, well, now I need to make more. And then I made that. And then it was like, well, now you need to make even more. And then I made that. And then so I kept pushing the goal. And then finally I was like, bitch, you are completely fine. You could pull the trigger and have a fucking kid. So now those fears are reintroducing themselves within me. But the thing is, there's no rhyme or reason. There's really no reason behind it. There's no logic for me. There's no reason for me to feel this way. And even when I look at the numbers, when I look at everything, it stills like, bitch, you're tripping. You're fine. But there's something like I'm, when I tell you, bitch, it is a major fear and I just don't know where this is coming from. Like, bitch, when I tell you, it'd be like waking me up in the morning. I'd be like, I mean, well, in the morning, but like, you know, my morning, bitch. Like, it'd be like, like, it'll be like 6 a.m. in the morning. I just wake up like in fear, like, bitch, like you gotta, you got like, you can't sleep. You gotta like work or do something. Um, and I think I, I just need to figure out a way to just kind of calm those fears and talk those out of my head and let myself know that like, bitch, you're on the right path. You're doing fine. This is not a concern. If it was a concern, bitch, <laughs> you would know. Um, so yeah, I'm just kind of a little nervous about that. I'll be honest. Um, I hate putting that type of energy out in the universe, but it is definitely... A reality that I'm 
focusing or, or you know, well, I am focusing on, but like a fear of mine that's been kind of consuming me lately. Um, you know, and I think it didn't help just kind of going over my monthly budget and just seeing like all like the numbers and stuff where I'm like, God fucking damn, like, you know, so I'm just getting a hold of my spending because there's also an aspect of my spending and what I pay for each month as just a single man that doesn't have anyone, you know, I don't have any responsibilities and then trying to kind of dial back on that because now someone else is going to need my time, attention and my money. And so I think I'm trying to like, just dial back, you know, I'm just trying to be like, bitch, you don't need to do that. Girl, you know what I was thinking about? Now this is crazy. I was thinking about going to the ghetto gym Mm-hmm. Yeah, bitch. I was thinking about just going to the ghetto gym and getting rid of my Equinox membership because the hours are not that favorable with Equinox. It is about, you know, in total, about 25 miles on my car every day. And I go to the gym every day. Probably, well, maybe if I don't go every day, I go definitely six days out of the week. So it's, you know, it's, it's, I mean, that's really the only time I do drive. So it's not that big of a deal, but it is a little further out of the way. The ghetto gym is just down the street. Um, The ghetto gym is literally like, (laughs) like a tenth of the price, but, um, I'm like, maybe I should just start cutting out things like that, like dialing down on things that I just do not need um, in preparation to just, you know, be a better person and also be a financially responsible parent. Um, I think, you know what it is? I think like, I think it's nuts when you start to have kids that you start to think are are all the things that happen in your childhood start to like pop up or like resurface or like those little traumas or I guess you would call them that. Um, But I always told myself I never want to be the parent who has to live paycheck to paycheck. I don't want to do that. I never want to let my I don't want my kids to sense that there is a financial issue I don't want um I you know what I'm saying like there's those things that I just like as I never want and so I think that's also a huge portion of this fear of mine um that you know so I told myself, I just want to be uh, the parent who could be is reliable and um, not saying money grows on trees and dad's going to be able to just do whatever. No, but I don't want there to be any sort of inclination that like, I better not ask dad for this or I better, you know, if there's field trip money, like maybe not 
you know, bother him about this. I don't want none of that shit. So, and I'm not there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm so far from that. But it's still like, even though my reality isn't that, my past is kind of like conflicting where it's like, I still feel like I'm that seven-year-old Solomon who's kind of afraid to ask his mom for something. You know, like I'm still like, I'm a 37-year-old man now who that's not my reality, but I'm still kind of living in that headspace of seven-year-old Solomon. And so I'm trying to be like, bitch, get out of that. (laughs) But at the same time, I'm happy about living a little bit, a little bit, not the, I don't, maybe one toe, maybe two toes into that a little bit, not, not all, but all feet, but a little bit into it because I think it does straighten me up and it does be like, bitch, don't get the slacking. Okay. Don't get the motherfucking slacking, bitch. Get your ass up. So that's where I'm at now. Um, I know that doesn't sound very joyous to hear, but you know, I don't want to say I'm struggling mentally like that. I'm not, but it's, it is definitely like something that is like just a a big fear. Like, especially this morning I woke up and I was like, really like, Oh my God, like, what if I drop the ball? And you know what? I think I need to realize like there's going to be times that I will drop the ball. I will not be perfect. I will, you know, make bad decisions. <laughs> Probably not, hopefully not a lot, but I will make a, a, some not great decisions. Um, I think the thing that just kind of slightly scares me a little bit is now I'm realizing, like, this is, like, it it's me they they have to just depend on me and you know i get it like now i get how the girls who um are single parents i get i'm starting to like get it you know so it is a little like damn like you gotta stay alive you gotta make sure that you don't fuck up and do no stupid shit so but thank god i don't gamble my money i don't do anything dumb i don't be you know i just i don't really be doing anything stupid i don't have a drinking problem (laughs) um you know what i'm saying like i don't have anything like major but it is definitely like a fear of mine um and i just probably need to go to therapy and figure out where all my financial fears come from because it literally when i look at things now i'm like bitch what are you afraid of, you dumb, dirty bitch? So that's where I'm at now. Um, I'm also trying to organize this baby shower or just try to find like a, a location. Um, so I started looking at, there's a couple locations I had in mind, went there, looked at them, loved it. Well, especially just one. The other two, I was like, nah. Um, but the thing that was really bothering me was I just felt like they were nickel and diming and I get it. You know, you have to run your business and you have to pay for everything. But this one venue, it's a, it's a hotel. They were like, all right, it's going to be $75 per umbrella. 
All right, it's going to be $25 per parked car. All right, so it's going to be a $35 per bottle of wine, like just to open it. Okay, and it's going to be like all these little fuck ass like fees. And I'm like, bitch. And that, and I told her, I said, girl, these fees, if if it gets a little out of hand, that's going to be the, the thing that's going to make me walk away from this whole entire deal. Because right now we're looking at, let's say I'm about to spend $8,000 on food and beverage. Just $8,000 on food and beverage alone, not including location, not, not including all, none of that. But I'm going to have to come out of pocket $500 so my guests can park their cars. You know what, you know what I'm saying? Like, I will walk away from this whole $10,000 deal over a $500 bullshit fee. I, 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 need, I need two umbrellas, maybe. And you want me to spend $150 on umbrellas to rent for four hours? I will walk away from a $10,000 plus deal over $150 charge. I will. Because it's I think it's bullshit. You know, it's not like you're paying these umbrellas off. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not like, oh, God, we, we got to pay these umbrellas. We got to make that money back. Bitch, it's a goddamn fucking umbrella, a white ass umbrella. Be fucking for real. To put in a fucking table, be actually fucking for real. So it's like shit like that, that it's like, and maybe I look at this under the through the lens of me running and owning my own businesses to where I feel, I, I personally would never do that to any of my customers, even potential customers. I would never nickel and dime you. I said this earlier this week, there's people who are like, oh, girl, you need to put the um, the silicone face scrubber on Sawray Beauty and start selling those. And I'm like, no, that's going to be a constant free item that you get every time you get you buy a face wash. Does it cost me money to make them? Of course. Is it lowering my profits a little bit? Sure. But I cannot consciously say, all right, pay for this um, face wash. Oh, and you, I would suggest you use this, but, you know, buy this for an additional um, $4. You know how ridiculous that sounds? $4, bitch. $3, bitch. You're like, just, just throw it in the bag, bitch. Just throw it in the fucking bag. But that also goes how I used to do, I used to work at a fragrance counter. I shouldn't even be saying this, but. I used to work at a fragrance counter and um, eventually I worked as a vendor for bond number nine. And, um, you know, like we would have testers. And so the testers would never come with the, um, the lids. Sometimes they would come with the lids. Sometimes they wouldn't, but for the most part, I would just have like a bunch of testers in my car that I would always just kind of keep in my trunk, you know, so the sun doesn't fuck it up. But I would keep it in my trunk and, you know, at any store that I was at, I would make sure that, you know, all the testers were filled up and, you know, the store had all their shit that they needed to whatever. Tons of samples. So now those um, bond number nine fragrances are about like 
I want to say like what, $300 a bottle or $350 a bottle. Back then they were like $170 a bottle. Girl, inflation is a bitch. But there was like $175 a bottle. But there would be women who would come in and buy like 10 bottles. So what I would do, it was like, sometimes if they bought like eight or 10 bottles, which is nuts, bitch, like it's nuts. Like you're spending way too much money. But they would, you know, buy them. I would throw in a free bottle. I mean, granted, not like a merchandise bottle, but I would throw in a tester, a whole full ass, big ass tester. You know, and I would load them up with a whole gang of shit. Why? Because, bitch, you're spending all this money. I could throw in, or you know, I can't knock off the price. I can't give free merchandise because I didn't work for Saks Fifth Avenue. I worked for Bond Number no. 9. So it's not like I could be like, oh, girl, I'm going to take one of these off. No, but I would give you a free bottle. So, you know, and sometimes I would do it for the girls who just buy like five bottles or six bottles. I'd be like, oh, girl, here's a bottle. Just, you know. Just put this in your bag and don't look. Just keep going. Just walk by. You know, I would just give do that. Um, and, but that's just how, maybe that's not a good thing to do. But I just feel like if you're, I just feel like anytime someone is spending a lot of money, it's not the right space to nickel and dime them. You know what I'm saying? Like, like sometimes... You know, if somebody was buying like a bunch of, um, oh, this is what I would also do. So like, let's say they would buy um, a bunch of bottles of fragrance. You know, I would give the body cream and we would have testers for the body cream and those would have the lids on them. I would give them a body cream. Then body creams would be like $120. I would give it to them, bitch. You know, I would give them like things to be like, bitch, you're spending a lot of money. Let me just throw this in the bag. So, and I'm not saying I'm spending a lot of money because I'm sure in the grand scheme of things that these venues do like weddings and it's like $100,000 weddings. But it's like, I just feel good business is knowing how to negotiate. And part of the art of negotiation is trying to find that sweet spot to where you're happy, but they're happy too. So there's a space in negotiating where you're going to reach an area to where they're not comfortable. And you need to be able to sense that out. And the minute you start to sense that they're no longer comfortable, you need to start giving them something that they want and start listening to what it is that they're saying. That's the art of negotiation. Start hearing some of those little things that they want. What is it that they want? What do they value? You know what I'm saying? If someone's saying, I really want my guests to have a really good time, I don't want them to be stressed, I don't want them to do, then that means, okay, maybe those guests don't want to spend $25 to valet their, their car. Maybe those guests wouldn't mind umbrellas because it might be a sunny day. Or like, maybe those guests might want, um, you know, like, and then they were nickel and diming me on fucking, um, they're like, we can do um, a, a water station. I said, bitch, you're throwing in the goddamn water. That is ridiculous. She was like, well, what about tea? I said, you're going to throw that tea in too. And it's going to be free. You're not charging me for goddamn tea, bitch. It's damn near fucking $90 a plate. You're throwing in some fucking tea. 
So it's like when stuff like that is, when it gets to that point, it's like, you know what? I'm walking away. Because I, I don't mind paying for convenience if it's convenient and it makes sense. But if it gets to the point to where I feel like you're just trying to shake me down for money or you're just trying to like, get as much out of me as possible, it's not going to happen. And on top of it, then bitches was like, you know, the ser- service charge for, um, is 20, 27%. I said, <clears throat> well, who's working the event? They said, oh, you know, just the people who were like cooking and bringing things out. I said, so there's no servers, just people bringing things out. She was like, yeah. I was like, okay, cool. So if I'm going to break off 27% gratuity and you're, char- you're charging 27% gratuity on the venue space as well as the food, let's say it's a total of 10000 I'm not, I'm not, it's n- not on any time when there's air in my lungs where I will really allow a charge for $2,700 to go to anybody. It's never going to happen. Now, I'm not trying to be a cheapskate. I'm not trying to be like, oh, bitch, <clears throat> you know, the servers don't deserve money. But, bitch, I'm not giving you $2,700. It's never, it's not happening. I might give you $500 each, you know, for like maybe two people, maybe not $500. I might do like $250, bitch. Yeah. But if you're not, like, actually, you're not serving. Like, you're not serving. It's not plated. You know what I'm saying? It's a buffet. You're not actually scooping the shit out of the fucking buffet into people's plates. You're not mentioned. You're not talking about a menu. You're not being like, oh, this is what, um, I, I think this pairs well with this. And these are our specials for today. You're not, it's, you're not a fucking waiter. You're literally, you're a worker, which is fine. But you're a worker walking out with trays of food. And I get it. You want to tip the chefs and like, the, you know, the cookers, the, everybody. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. But it's never going to be $2,700. I just I want to get that out the way. So she was like, well, that's like our, a standard union. I said it's not because one venue quoted me 20%. One other venue quoted me 25%. And another venue quoted me 10% and said that that is, yes, it is union because it's like, oh, girl, you know, servers only make X amount of dollars, but the gratuity is not strict. Like, it's not like you, it needs to be 27%. So I was like, girl, I'll get back to you. We'll see. I'll, I'll talk to you in a little bit. And I don't know, girl. So needless to say, what I'm considering is there's another venue that I'm going to look at on Monday. And... <clears throat> um doing everything myself bitch (laughs) doing everything my motherfucking self so and that's just how it is for me like I'm someone who I just and this goes back to like my money trauma of like I it's so hard for me to pay for things if I'm like, bitch, I can just do it myself. You know, because I, I want to be like, oh, I'll pay for convenience. I'll let you do it all. 
But again, if it gets to that point where I feel like mm, it's not making no sense, then I'm going to do it myself. So I'm I'm like 80% there where I'm going to just probably do it myself. Um, so that was that. Um, let's take one break and move right along. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. All right, so did y'all see the Selena uh, uh, Yolanda Saldivar thing on Peacock? I don't know what channel it was on, but I know on the streaming platforms it was on Peacock. Bitch, I watched it. And I believe her. Free my bitch, Yolanda. (laughs) No, because honestly, free Yolanda. It's really free Yolanda. Okay, not really, but um no so i watched it and because you know i watch things and i try my best to suspend any sort of preconceived notions any sort of emotions any sort of ties to anything and i'm talking about like when i listen to like little criminal cases political shit i just really kind of suspend as much as possible and just kind of take things as face value so at first I was like, girl, let's see what she's talking about. Cause girl, you killed fucking Selena, bitch. Like, girl, like what? But the thing was, she wasn't denying that. She wasn't denying, like, oh, I it's she never said, like, oh, I never pulled the trigger. She was like, no, I pulled the trigger. I killed her. And she said, but there is more to the story that I think I want shared. So I was like, well, bitch, I'm here to listen then. Shit, I was perched. I was like, well. You tell, what's up, Yolanda? Let me, tell me what's up. So, in a roundabout way, I don't want to give any spoilers or anything, because, you know, if you want to watch it, but she did kind of share things that, one, a lot of the fans we already knew, but two, it did paint it in a different light. Um, Not in a light where it's like, oh, you didn't kill Selena. Duh. It's like, yeah, bitch, you fucking killed her and you still deserve, you still need to be in jail, girl. But it's, um, it's kind of like, okay, all right. Well, all right. You know, like even part of like the embezzlement, like they're like, well, she didn't embezzle anything. They could never bring forth charges to talk about, I mean, for, to charge her with embezzlement, um, there was some manipulation within the family. And there was like some little things here and there. All in all, I enjoyed it. I know some people were like, how dare they're they're getting tired of these specials on TV about these victims like um Scott Peterson or just other people who were like, You're you literally did something wrong and these shows are trying to paint you out to be like better than what you are and i get that like i don't i don't think that that's fair either that's why i have a hard time with that gypsy rose situation um but it is nice to kind of i think as a fan of selena 
and just I think there's it's nice to have not closure, but just a little bit more information as a fan to be like, okay, all right. So I'm not saying it's it's okay, but it's it's nice to have that little little nuggets of information. Um so you know, if you want to watch it, I don't know what it's called, girl. It's on Peacock and it's, you know, Yolanda Solovar. She looks good to be in prison. She looks good. How old is she? Let me see. Um, Yolanda Saldivar age. She's 63. Okay, well, maybe she doesn't look that great. <laughs> I thought she was like in her 70s or something like that. Just kidding. Um... I mean, she don't look bad, but, you know, but, um, yeah, that family is a little weird. It's a, they're a little weird. Um, I think I've dialed back off of just my, you know, interactions with them and like actual interactions where I'm like, bitch, y'all fucking tried it. Um, there was like some things that happened. With Santo Santo Jewelry a few years ago, and it was just like fucking annoying. But <clears throat> um yeah, just it it really kind of painted them a little different from I I kind of viewed them a little different now. But yeah, it's a cute little thing if you want to watch it. Yolanda Saldivar's little special on Peacock. Um let's see, let's see, let's see. What else happened this past week in celebrity gossip? Um Oh, the Kelly Rowland thing. I don't know if you guys heard. I guess Kelly Rowland was going to the Today Show or one of them little morning shows, bitch. Um, hold on. Well, she was going to one of these little award, I mean, not award shows, little morning shows. And I guess she was going to host with Hoda for a whole hour. And she entered the dressing room. And I guess the story is... Once she saw the dressing room, her and her whole team just left. Um, and Jennifer Lopez was there, too. And Jennifer Lopez had the biggest dressing room. And there's also rumors that, like, everybody, like, people, who, um, this one podcast I listened to, they, he used to work on Watch What's Happened Live. And he said all the dressing rooms are notoriously small in New York City, but Jennifer Lopez still demanded the biggest dressing room for Watch What Happens Live. And um, I guess Kelly Rowland was like, the story is, I'm not sure if this is really it. I can't imagine Kelly Rowland being like, bitch, I'm out because my dressing room is small. But the story is, when she saw the dressing room, she left. So take from that what you will. Um, I'm not convinced that is the full story. But I can see that also happening because, you know, if you invite somebody over to host a show for the whole hour, um, you know, you should be accommodating to the guest. And what I think it really boils down to is, I don't know if there was maybe like a writer, you know, like some people have like, oh, I need tea in my dressing room. I need X, Y, and Z. And I will say when you have a writer, um, they, you know, you get what you want. It's contractually obligated. But there's been times where, like, I've looked and I'm like, oh, 
some of these things are not in my writers. Some of these things are not in my dressing room. And I don't really trip about it, but it is kind of like a slap in the face because it's like, bitch, really? You know what I'm saying? Like, really, bitch? Um, so I don't really know what the whole deal is, but now I do not want to say this during Black History Month, bitch. <laughs> I don't. I don't really want to say this during Black History Month. But I think in the big scheme of things, Jennifer Lopez is the bigger star. <clears throat> I think she is the bigger star. She also has a movie. I mean, what's her name? Um, Kelly Rowland also has a movie that she's promoting too. Both of them are streaming platform movies, so they're not in theater movies. Because that matters. That matters, okay? That matters. Because if, let's say, Jennifer Lopez had, or let's say, you know, Kelly Rowland had a movie that was in theaters, and then Jennifer had a movie that was on Amazon Prime, the movie in theaters should have more, you know, importance than Jennifer's thing, in my opinion. And honestly, in entertainment, that's kind of how it really goes is, you know, if something's in theater, that's a bigger push. So... <clears throat> They're not. They're both streaming platform girls. Netflix and Amazon, they both have those things. But Jennifer also has a, a new album out. So Jennifer also has more legs. So when it comes to press and PR, um, from just my experience, and this, you know, it's 2024, so I don't know what the fuck the girls are doing now. But in my previous experience, because I actually worked in PR, but I also hired different PR agencies for a bunch of my shit. But the thing is, you want as many legs as possible. And if there's anything Jennifer Lopez knows how to fucking do is have multiple legs to one project or, or lumping one project together with multiple things. So, you know, it could be... Multiple legs could be multitude of things. It could be um, a music video, an album, a movie. You know, those are three different legs. So she had two, at least two legs to promote. The movie as well as the album. And, you know, I could be, you know, in my opinion, I think the third leg is really herself. And Jennifer Lopez does a really good job at incorporating herself in all these aspects, meaning she could, you know, she'll t she will promote the movie, which also promotes the album, and all of it really promotes her romance and her marriage with Ben Affleck. You know, not fully, not like a direct line, but it all kind of encompasses, and that's what people want to hear. If I was a producer of the Today Show... I sure would place more emphasis on Jennifer Lopez than Kelly Rowland. I love Kelly, but all Kelly's going to do, and it's really no shade, it's really no shade because Kelly comes from that, that Beyonce land, that whole, like, I don't know what to call it, but that whole, not old school way of promoting things, but they're more like, I'm not here to talk about my private life. I'm here to talk about the, the, the movie. I'm not here to talk about other people. I'm actually here to talk about my album. I'm here to talk about my single. So 
as a pro- if I was producing the show, I'd be like, all right, so Kelly's not going to give us no bits. She's not going to give us anything, no headlines. She's not going to give us anything. All Kelly's going to talk about is this fucking Netflix movie. So, girl, boo, let's let's really ramp up Jennifer Lopez. Jennifer's going to give us some some extra tea. She's going to really talk about Ben Affleck. America loves Ben. America loves Jennifer. Let's ramp it up. You know what I'm saying? Like. Kelly's not that girl. Kelly's not going to give those things. So as a producer, I would definitely highlight Jennifer Lopez more than I would Kelly Rowland. And if that means if they're going to have to be on the same show on the same day, I'm giving the bigger dressing room to Jennifer Lopez. Because the sad truth of the reality is Jennifer Lopez is still an A-list star. She's still an A-list star. Whether you want to say she is or not, she is an actual A-list star. The, 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 the public loves Jennifer Lopez. They may not love her music. They may not love her voice. But herself, her, her, her the woman herself, the public loves her. Every platform loves her. Jennifer Lopez. They like her mu- her mo- her movies sometimes. Mm, here and there with the music, not really sure. It's kind of like a take it or leave it, I think, with the public. But for the most part, her as her herself, they love Jennifer Lopez. Not saying that they don't love Kelly, but they view Kelly in one third of a group. You know what I'm saying? So it's, I wouldn't say Kelly's a D-list. Of course not. But I would say Kelly's kind of like teetering, depending on what year. But she's teetering between B-list and C-list celebrity. You know, I think she's teetering on those those two. I don't, I do not, and I'm not trying to be shady. I do not see Kelly as a A-list star. I don't. She, I think she was an A-list star. Um... During the Destiny's Child run, I I can see them because they were a top-selling group. They were on the news. They were all over the place. A-list at that time. Now, I think I think B is generous. I think a, a B-list star is generous, and I, that's not. There's nothing wrong with a B-list star. Bitches would die to be a B. Bitches would die to be a C-list star. You crazy? Hold on, this bitch is texting me. <sighs> um. Sorry, let me just reply to this shit. Um, so she, I, I, I think she's a B-list star, and I'm sure if if the real story is she saw the dressing room and walked away, which I still I'm not convinced because you can't be Kelly Rowland. And have traveled the whole world and not know that dressing rooms in New York City are notoriously small. Everything's, hotels are notoriously small. Every fucking thing in New York City is crazy small. Space is such a high commodity in New York City. So I'm not, I'm personally not sold on the fact that she was being a diva and she walked out and was like, oh, my dressing room is too small. I'm not sold on that. I think that there's a bigger, something else happened um, because I do believe Kelly is a class act and I do believe Kelly 
also because she comes from that old school, you know, realm of being a workhorse to where she's like, you know what? I signed up for this gig. I'm doing the gig. I'm, I'm, uh, this is what I got to do. This is my job. This is what I got to get through for the rest of the day. I'm doing it. So I'm not sold that she saw the dressing room size and walked out. I feel like there's there has to be something else. But on the on the flip side, I'm also I also can see I can kind of see her being like, you know what? You're not treating me like the star that I am. I'm out. I can kind of see that too. Not fully convinced on it, but I can kind of see it. Um yeah, but, you know, I know people are like, bitch, Jennifer, but Jennifer's the bigger star. Like, what world are you, be fucking for real, you guys. Please actually be fucking for real. Jennifer is the bigger star. We didn't say the most talented. We didn't say none of that, bitch. We didn't say none of that. We said the the bigger star of the two, Jennifer. And it's because Jennifer has been a solo artist since day one. It's hard to be an A-list star from the and your origins are from a group. You know, out of the groups, there's always one major star that's gonna pop out. There's always the Diana Rosses, the Justin Timberlakes, the um Beyonce's. There's little pop-out moments. But for the most part, for the other members of the group, girl. B-list at best. At best. Okay? So, not buying it. Um, Let's talk about Wendy Williams. Okay. So, Wendy actually don't got nothing. I'm about to talk about this hoe and don't got nothing popped up. Because I want to get this right. Okay. Wendy Williams. Okay, let me see what she was diagnosed with. Okay. Wendy Williams diagnosed with primary progressive, uh, bitch, not, it looks like you're using an ad blocker. Oh, let me gloat. Let me find another one because, bitch, I'm not turning my ad blocker on, bitch. Here we go. The New York Times. Wendy Williams has more ads blocker. Yes, I agree. Okay. Wendy Williams has frontotemporal dementia and aphasia. Anaphasia? Bitch, I don't know how to pronounce this shit. Bitch, that's my 11th grade education. Um, okay. Representatives for the former daytime talk show host announced her diagnosis, a diagnosis two days before the release of a two-part documentary about her health issues. Um, Wendy Williams, a former daytime talk show host, has been diagnosed with frontal... Bitch, when I say it's not frontal, like frontal, like T-A-L, like frontal, lace front frontal. It's literally fronto, F-R-O-N-T-O. Fronto, like fronto, fronto temporal. It's all one word. Fronto temporal. Front, frontal temporal dementia. Bitch, I'm, no, I'm jacking that up. And aphasia. 
a disorder that makes it difficult or impossible for a person to express or comprehend language, according to a statement from her representatives. Miss Williams, 59, who host who hosted the William Wendy Williams show on Fox for more than a decade, was officially diagnosed last year after undergoing a battery of medical tests, according to a statement, blah, 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 blah. Um, dun, 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 dun. So this is kind of nuts, but it's also kind of n- not nice, but it is, it's great that they're putting a diagnosis to it because I know a lot of people are like, bitch, what is going on with Wendy Williams? Like she looks different. She acting strange, a whole bunch of shit. She was in a almost, I don't know if she's still in a conservatorship. Some shit is going on. But I'm not here to talk about that because I really do wish her nothing but the best. Um, I just want to talk to you guys about this. And I know this is really fucked up. So I'm if, if you're a girl who gets offended, just unsubscribe and stop listening to the podcast right now. Turn it off. I'll give you like 30 seconds. Okay. All right, so now that they're gone, um, let's talk about it. So, bitch, um, like I said, this is really fucked up for me to say, but the first thing that I thought of when I read this was like, oh, black magic. Oh, somebody put a root out on her, bitch. No, okay, now this is, now listen. Now, I know some people like view things a little differently, but the the very second I saw this, because I kind of was like, girl, I was not toying with the the thought, but I kept it kept crossing my mind. I'm like, Wendy probably crossed the wrong bitch. She probably crossed the wrong bitch. And they probably was like, bitch, let me get this hoe. Because the because in, in the, I think for celebrities or like people who are like high profile people, you can't really beat their ass. You know what I'm saying? You can't really get to them like that. So you like the idea is get them spiritually. So, you know, I was like, you know what? what if, I mean, not wouldn't be funny, but like this is given like somebody might have put a root out on her, like, you know, put her ass in a jar or like really did some work on some crazy work on her. And I was like, you know, it left my mind here and there but then yesterday when they were like bitch it's a disorder that makes it difficult or impossible for a person to express or comprehend language somebody got her somebody got her no somebody somebody got her yep wendy was talking cash shit which you know that's part of wendy's gig that's been her whole shtick for decades and you know I think she was a lot nicer on daytime television, but on her radio show, a lot of y'all don't remember these things, which is crazy, but she used to be pretty wild, you know, on daytime. I mean, on her radio shows, you know, like she would try to out gay men or just a bunch of like really nasty shit, which, yeah, I just don't, I don't think people deserved. And, um, And I think also when you have like a loyal listenership, maybe not a loyal fan base because they may not be fans of you, but people who are listening, if you know 
that demographic loves this type of fodder and you start stirring the pot and it starts and you start to see how it's starting to affect other people's lives, you're a little responsible, babe. You're a little responsible. You're 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 wrong, you know, and you should dial back. You should dial back. You know, as someone who really is a chatterbox himself, I am I feel like if you say something, if you start to notice that it's actually affecting someone negatively, dial back. Then it's no longer funny, in my opinion. It's all fun and games and it's all like hee hee hee. But when you start to see that it's starting to slowly affect people's maybe their mental health or their day-to-day lives, their business deals, when you start to see that, you need to dial back. It's time for you to be like, you know what, bitch, I took it too far. And you need to own up to it. You need to be like, you know what, I'm, I, I, did, I did too much and I'm sorry. Did too much. Sorry. So, you know, same thing with Perez Hilton. You know, talking about people's drug abuse and like just like a bunch of like, I get it. You know, people love that type of stuff. But I think that there is a line that I think should not really get crossed. And Wendy crossed it multiple times on her radio show. I don't I didn't really watch the the. Um, the TV show, the daytime television show that she had. I didn't really watch it like that. I guess y'all really loved it. It was great. Um, but the little things that I did see is she wasn't as salacious as she was on her radio show, which is great because people change, people soften up. But bitch, I, I was like, you know what? It's only a matter of time before somebody put some work on her and they're going to sew that mouth shut. They're going to sew that mouth shut, bitch. And put your ass on a motherfucking jar, bitch. <laughs> no, they're going to... And, and make your life an eternal hell. It's only a matter of time. And... And... I'm sure... Wendy's no like dummy. Like I'm sure like she she's not unaware that things like that happen. And I'm sure she has her little like little moments of like protection and whatever, whatever, whatever. Like most people who are high profile do have, because you just kind of have to have that by default. But whoever, I mean, if this is the case, bitch, they they did their big one, bitch. They really they did their big one because girl yep um it's it's not funny i'm not i'm not actually not even laughing about it it's kind of really kind of scary but it did make me go hmm what are the chances that you develop something that prohibits you from expressing an opinion. What are the chances? You know what I'm saying? Like, what are the chances that... And then the platform that you use to talk about people is taken away. What are the chances? You know what I'm saying? Like, what are the chances that that just happened and fell into place? Girl, telling you i'm telling you bitch i be telling people like and i and i gotta stop saying this but there was somebody who says something 
to Tia, re- like, last week or this past week. I don't remember. And I deleted it, what I was going to say, because it's like, girl, Snapchat literally was like, girl, can you please stop harassing your followers? <laughs> but, no, they they literally, like, deadass personally emailed me and was like, girl, relax. Um but not over this, because I deleted it before they could see it. But um, it it just, it's like, the things that were said, I'm like, do you not know? Like, some people don't take those things lightly. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's one thing to talk about me or say some wild shit about me. And then it's another thing to say something like that about the woman who's carrying my child, who is the mother of my child. And then to go even further, to say anything against my actual unborn child, bitch, you're playing with fire. You're playing with fire. You're playing with fire. I, I, <laughs> you're literally playing with fire. Not smart, not smart, abort, abort, abort mission immediately. Disengage, bitch. <laughs> I'm dead serious with you. Those are things I don't fuck with. I, You know, say what you want about me, that's cool. Wishing any sort of ill will or having any sort of neg- negative thing to say against my child, you're literally playing with fire. You're playing with fire. Okay. Because if, but you got to be careful what you say about people. Because if all of a sudden you talking cash shit and wishing bad things about people, and all of a sudden you find yourself in an endless hell, trapped in an endless hell, just know where it come from. Just know exactly, you know what I'm saying? You're going to know then. You're going to know exactly what then. You're going to know exactly. Wendy knows. Wendy knows exactly why. You're going to know then. So it's like, girl, when you injure, when when all of a sudden, you, all your hair start to fall out, you lose your job, you lose your coins, your health starts to rapidly de- um, deteriorate. You know, you start getting random flat tires out of nowhere. Just weird shit is happening. And you feel like your life is in an endless hell on a constant repeat that you can't fucking escape. Just know why. You know what I'm saying? Just just figure it out. <laughs> so it's always nice to just be nice to people <laughs> and watch what you say within reason. I feel like you can have a comment and you can have an opinion. Um, but I think when you cross that, like I said, when you cross that line of where it's no longer just an opinion, but you're really encroaching on wishing harm on someone... And especially when you start to try to antagonize someone and do things that could really jeopardize their mental health or their well-being, you're really playing with fire. And because you don't know who you're fucking with. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't know. Like, you might be able to get away with those type of things with some people, but bitch, you might cross that one bitch who's like, bitch, I got your ass. I got your ass. Okay, I'm gonna put your ass in a motherfucking jar and throw it out into the ocean. Good luck. Bye, bitch. 
So, um, yeah, I, <clears throat> when I saw that Wendy Williams headline, I was like, ooh, ooh, not, not what I've been thinking for the last year or so. I said, like, ooh, not this, but it made sense. So, whoo. So, anyways, moving right along. A smooth operator, I'm a smooth operator. A smooth operator, I'm a smooth operator. It's Black History Month for the Black people. It's Black History Month for the Black people. For the Black people. For the Black. 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 It's Black History Month for the Black people. It's Black History Month for the Black people. But Black people. Black History Month. And for this week's Black History, um, I wanted to highlight some Black LGBTQ artists, musicians. Um, so I found this little Revolt article. Hmm. There's a better one that I found earlier, and I don't know where I put it. But um, All right, so the first one up is Frank Ocean. All right, Frankie. One of the splendors of Frank Ocean's artistry is his mystery. Between the genre-bending tracks, visual artwork, and prolific song credits, the odd future representative is a once-in-a-generation musician. Okay. But <laughs> anonymity has always been part of his identity. The Long Beach-born New Orleans Rays crooner returned to California following Hurricane Katrina with his former recording studio Damage, Ocean became inspired to trek to Los Angeles with a $1,100 budget. Blah, 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 blah. <clears throat> um, let's talk about him being gay. Okay, ahead of his... Okay, dun, 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 dun. Uh, ahead of his major debut, Channel Orange, the star published a note on Tumblr acknowledging a same-sex first love, much like his leap of faith across states. Bravery is rooted, blah, 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 blah. So, yeah, okay, so I think he is gay. But I thought he only liked white men. Hold on, let me see. Frank Ocean, white men. Now we typing that in the fucking... <laughs> now, why did I type that in Google? Like, that is so bonkers. Um, Let's see. Oh, you claim Frank Ocean, but he ain't claiming you. Not that being an article, a headline. Um... Ooh, not this photo that they used of him. Ooh, you claim Frank Ocean, but he ain't claiming you. Real talk, all those retweets you give him, but when was the last time he retweeted you? Or even any other gay person? Has he even followed you back? Because <laughs> that determines something. Is he following any openly gay person at all? He was nominated for a GLAAD award. Guess who didn't show up to the event? Blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah, I think... I mean, it doesn't really fucking matter. Good. For, oh, oh my God. My friends are at the bottom of this. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. <clears throat> Sorry. I just scored at the bottom of this thing and two of my friends are on the, the bottom. Um, What are they saying about them? Hold on. Um, 
sorry, I should have really. Why why are they on here? Bitch, I'm about to send this to my friend right now. Um, I don't know why they don't mention them on this article, do they? Um, okay, sorry. I should really have researched this before. Um, but for some reason, my friends are on here. But anyways, um... Yeah, shout out to the openly gay musicians that I do know. Um, for some reason, they're on. I mean, not for some reason. I know why they would be on here, but I don't know why they're not mentioned in the article. They just have their photo up. Um, but anyways, yeah, because some people are like Frank Ocean is a rapper. And I'm like, bitch, when is he rapping, child? Anyways, um, shout out to Frank Ocean. Next up to bat, we got Kehlani. A global artist who wears her heart on her sleeve is Kehlani. With the hard knock origin, the singer, songwriter, dancer, and mogul, mogul developed her talent by making her rounds at Oakland School for the Arts. Mogul, hold on. With the hard knock origin, the singer, songwriter, dancer, and mogul, mogul, Embezzle. Uh, let me see. Mogul. Mogul. An important or powerful person, especially in a motion picture or media industry. Okay. Tycoon. Okay. Uh, uh, okay. Well, maybe I'm very unfamiliar with Kehlani. Um, shout out to her for being a mogul. Um, she appeared on fans TVs with America's Got Talent ahead of releasing her 2014 mixtape Cloud 19. Throughout this period, the the on the rise songstress experienced contractual limitations and bouts of homelessness. Oh, my God. Before establishing a buzz on SoundCloud. Blah, 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 blah. Beyond Radio Smashes, Kehlani's inter sectioning identity and growing platforms amplified her voice at pride events and touching lgbtq plus matters worldwide okay cool um next up the bat big frida oh we love big frida um revered as the queen of bounce music big frida is a hometown hero to new orleans and an international lgbtq luminary the artist is credited for popularizing the inclusive musical mo movement and the queen diva herself acknowledges being gay and gender fluid. Still, there is no one fits all box for Frida. And with decades of entrepreneurial plays from the performer, how could there be? Frida's commitment is taking a once underground scene to the mainstream, blah, 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 blah. Um, okay, work. We love Big Frida. I love Big Frida down to the ground, bitch. Love Big Frida. All right, so next up to date, we got Janelle Monet. Upon making her rounds among New York City's theater expositions and Atlanta's independent circuit, Janelle Monet found herself getting fired from her day job. While on the clock, the vocalist used a vocalist. Okay. The vocalist used a dis display computer. And <laughs> I need to not input my little moments in these things because it's black history month and i i really want to highlight and you know give the flowers to the girls okay 
So excuse me for inputting my little stupid two cents. The vocalist used a display computer at the office depot to respond to a fan letter praising a recent performance. The experience of being laid off birthed her 2006 single, Letting Go, blah, 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 blah. Um, let's, where's she talking about being gay? In 2018, a day before her third album, Dirty Computer Drop, the musician came out as pansexual, queer and institutions celebrated Monet's acknowledgement of relationship with women and men, including pride festivities. Today, she offers her voice to numerous LGBTQ causes while prevailing as a music magnet, um, acclaimed actress and entrepreneur at large. Okay, work. Those are things I, I, I think of her as actress and entrepreneur at large. Yes, those are accurate. All right. So shout out to her. Love her. Moving right along. We got Tyler, the creator, chart topping Grammy award winning Tyler, the creator and his odd future collective, which I don't really care about. None of this. Um, let's talk about him being gay. Cause, but cause here's the thing, girl, like I just feel like, and this is so burnt crispy on me. And this is really where my like, internalized homophobia really jumps in but i just feel like i just feel like and you don't have to come out i get it and you do not have to say that you're gay and be explicit with it and be like i am gay but sometimes it's like girl like just say it like you know what i'm saying i don't like all that weird like you know, like, they'll put their little toe out and be like, bitch, I'm pansexual. Bitch, you're gay. You know what I'm saying? I'm intersex. Or intersex, what, whatever. Bitch, I don't even know what none of that shit is. Bitch, you're gay. You know what I'm saying? Just be like, bitch, I'm gay. You know, that's why I fucks with bitches like Saucy Santana. Like, bitch, I'm gay. Shout out to Saucy, because bitch, why the fuck ain't Saucy on this motherfucking list, Revolt? Kasasi makes some some bops, bitch. And we fucks with him. Uh, but anyway, shout out to Janelle Monet. Next up to that, Victoria Monet. Singer, I thought she's she gay. See, this is the shit that I don't really like, bitch. The bisexual artist recorded ballads about male and female partners ahead of giving birth to her first child earlier this year. Mm, I didn't know she was. I guess, girl. Whatever, child. Lil Nas X. Um, okay, he gay too. So he real gay. He's actually gay. Um, okay, we love Lil Nas. Who else is on here? Oh, that's it. That's the whole list. Okay. Well, um, a shout out to the gay girls. Um, also shout out to Saucy Santana. They're not on this list. I also want to give a shout out to my friend, Last Defense, aka Lasto, who is a gay black rapper. Okay, and the songs, and he can rap rap, like, bitch, like, actually rap rap. So, shout out to him. Um, who else do I want to give a shout out to that is also black queer artist? Um, a friend of mine who's also, I believe, has been on this pod. I think he's been on this podcast. Yes, on the Miami podcast. I mean, the Miami episode. My friend Fly King Eye, fabulous rapper. We love him. Um, also another entrepreneur. We love him. Shout out to Fly King Eye. Um, my other friend Bryant, who is a fabulous rapper as well. Great musician. Um, model as well. So shout out to him. Who else do I really want to give it? Because I'm trying to give a shout out to the gay girls. 
the gays, okay? The actual gays, not none of that, like, pansexuality, gender fluid, fluid sexuality, asexuality, intersexuality, whatever, all that shit, bitch. Shout out to YouTuber, bitch. We're talking about the gays, okay? I, I, I need to know, are you sucking dick, okay? Are you putting... Are you playing with booty holes, vaginas? You know what I'm saying? Like, if you have a vagina and you're playing with vaginas, you're gay. If you have a penis and you're playing with penises, you're putting penises in your mouth, in your booty hole, you're gay. Those are the girls I'm talking to. I'm not talking about the girls who be like, I just like to play around. You know, I just really like to, you know, um, I haven't really decided. Bitch, no, we need to know. Are you gay or not, bitch? Because, bitch, bitch, that's going to be my beef, actually. So, honestly, happy fucking Black History Month. All right? I don't know what's when the, the month ends, but I feel like it's it's this is the last segment. So, I hope you enjoyed it. Happy Black History Month. Shout out to the Black gay musicians and moving right along. All right, so now that's on my spirit, let me just talk real quick about a little bit of beef. Bitch, I'm so over the girls being gay. No, let me tell you, okay? I'm really fucking over these people who are not fucking gay acting like they're gay. I've said this before. I'm so fucking over it. Now, you don't see, what's his name? Bad Bunny and no no titties and crop tops and wigs anymore and colorful shit. He back to being a, a, a straight man. And which is all fine, but it's like, girl, I'm like, stop trying to be gay. Like, stop. I'm so over the girls playing around like they're gay. Stop being gay. Like, I think if it still wasn't so dangerous for some people to be gay, then I'd be like, girl, whatever. But there are people who are actually gay, bitch who cannot be themselves in their countries, in their neighborhoods, in their environments, in their homes, in their families, you know? So y'all over here playing around with all that gay shit and not even fucking gay, bitch. Cut it. Cut the fucking shenanigans. Cut the fucking shenanigans. Okay? I, it just, it's so late. It's so tired. It's not cute. It's like, stop cosplaying as you're a gay bitch. And you're not. You second dick or not. Nah. You know what I'm saying? And if you're going to be gay and do all that that stuff, like, out and open and do all the little fruity tooty shit, you know, then when the girls ask you, are you gay, then you need to fucking fix your motherfucking lips and say, yeah, bitch, I'm gay. That's what you need to fucking say. I, don't start beating around the bush and walking around a question and, and getting upset because the girls are asking you what your sexuality is when you are literally in a goddamn fucking crop top and some fucking painted nails. Bitch, we want to know, are you gay or not? And you better answer it. Or change your motherfucking clothes and take some motherfucking nail polish remover and remove that motherfucking nail varnish, bitch. You better be fucking gay. I'm tired of it. Sorry, Billy. I'm waking her up. She's like, bitch, I'm trying to get some sleep in. 
No, I'm re- like, bitch, when I tell you I'm tired of it, I'm tired of it. Stop fucking cosplaying as a homosexual. Okay? Stop. Cut it out. Now, I say all that to also say, <laughs> to also say, <laughs> stop being gay. <laughs> To the gays that are gay, please <laughs> stop being gay. I hate you. <laughs> no, bitch. Like, you know what it is? And I, this now this is this is actually not nice that I'm saying this. And this is very like homophobic. And only I'm allowed to say that. If you're not gay, you don't say this. Okay. But <laughs> I'm so tired. Like, I just want to, when are we gonna get back to the point? where men are just wearing men clothing. I'm so, like, I don't want to see any more men in crop tops. Sports bra. Bitch, you got a sports bra. You ain't even got no titty. You don't got no titty. Why are you wearing a sports bra? Why are, what are you fucking doing? You don't got no titty. Now, I can see if you was at the gym, you know, and you was, you got pecs. Bitch, but even then you're not. You are a flat-chested bitch, okay? You got, you ain't got no shoulders, skinny-ass bitch, bird-chest bitch, which is fine. We love y'all. But it's like, bitch, why are you wearing a fucking, um, t- some titty holders? You ain't got no fucking titty, bitch. You don't got no titty. Please, I'm so over the the, the men who are wearing the girl clothes. It's like, now we have now I'm not shading the girls who are actually femme and the girls who are like they love clothes that are like feminine and stuff. I'm not talking to about them because that's for them. That's for the those that's for those girls. You are a full butch queen in these in 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 and wearing little um stockings and little skirts and all this other bullshit. Bitch, stop doing that. That's how can I put it? There are people within the gay community that are actually feminine and actually like that is their aesthetic. That is just how they like to present themselves because they cannot present themselves any other way. They cannot be butch queens. We can't all be butch queens. So it's like there's that aspect. Let them give them that. Why are why are the butch queens? And this is really my beef, really. It's not even really about the femme girls. It's about the butch queens. The butch queens are over here wearing all this shit. And it's like, bitch, stop doing that. Get, let let the femme queens wear that. That's for them. You taking away all their shit. Just trying to be you don't even like this shit. It's so annoying. Why are you putting acrylics on your nails? Uh, Please stop, bitch. You got waterfalls. You got a ponytail with a a pineapple waterfall coming down. Like, bitch, please be fucking for real. Like, I'm so over it. Like, if I see one more fucking butch queen in a goddamn crop top and some fucking fishnets and some fucking, like, sheen, Fashion Nova, bright-ass neon shit, I'm going to fucking lose my mind. Can men start dressing like men again? Please, it's so tiresome. Like, I just, like, I just, ugh, I hate it. Like, I just want you to be men. Like, just wear, just, just wear some, a t-shirt and some pants, bitch. 
And they they be like, ooh, bitch, I'm turning to look. No, bitch, you look like a fool. You look like a whole entire fool, bitch. You over here, it's just, I'm so over the butch queens wearing the goofy shit. Please take it off. Okay. Like, and for y'all who don't know what a butch queen is, a butch queen is like um, a masculine presenting gay boy. So people who like just a ma- like a mostly masculine presenting gay boy. But butch queens can also be like cunt. Like they can still be sassy and like, you know, can still be stylish. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like you're just in fucking Tim's and sneaker. I mean, Tim's and baggy pants. That's not what we're talking. Like butch queens, they still wear a little Daisy Duke. You know, little 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 three inch above the the knee short. You know, they'll still wear that. They'll still wear, but but they but they're not supposed to wear nothing else. The butch queens, we're not supposed to be doing all that. That's for the femme queens. Let them have that moment. Let them have their moment to shine. Ugh, I'm so over it. I'm just, and it's like. And again, this is my internalized homophobia, but it's like, I've been seeing like men who are like, oh, he is so fine. And all of a sudden it's like, bloop. It's like, they're fine, right? And all of a sudden it's like, now they're all, I'm starting to see them all pop up in little crop tops and all this other weird shit. I'm like, bitch, I followed you because you are fine. I don't want to, I don't want you wearing that. <laughs> Please go back to what you used to wear. It is turning me off. Oh, I hate it. I fucking hate it. There's this one guy. I was like, bitch, he got a fucking 30-foot ponytail. I'm like, bitch, what are you doing? Cut your hair off. Honestly, this is another thing. Oh, this is so bad. Good thing I'm not doing this little thing during Pride Month. Um, But, man... Cut your hair, please. Please cut your hair. I hate... We don't need you in no fucking bob, bitch. We don't need you in no little swoop, okay? We don't need you in no little, like, bouffant-type hair, bitch. You over here looking like, um, 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 Farrah Fawcett. Bitch, are you fucking for... You look like you... uh, Looking like Farrah Fawcett. Literally, you know what I'm thinking about doing? And I need to really not do this, but I probably will. I'm about to really cut my hair off. I think what I really want to do is I want, now that I found a barber I can trust, because, you know, with my hair transplant, I can't go too, too low in the back. So now that I have a barber that I I trust and I know can do well, um, I really want, not a little pixie cut, bitch, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I really want, like, a really short like, I want my hair to be, like, one and a half inches on the top. Just one and a half inches so that I can put, like, a clay pomade in it and mess it up and just kind of have a little texture and be done. You know? I don't think the long hair is really for me anymore. It's not for me. Um, I think it served its purpose because I had a big forehead. Now that my forehead looks like a normal forehead and my hairline's a little bit lower... I can just kind of do a regular boy haircut. So, yeah, I just, yeah, I'm probably going to go upstairs right now and after I get off this mic and cut my hair all off, 
No, honestly, I really think that I am because I don't know. I, th- I I like boys in short hair. I really do. I really like guys in short hair. Once, I mean, I don't now. I do like a good length on men, especially if it's like a classic haircut. I do like some length. That that's nice too. I think nice, pretty hair on men is great. We love that, bitch. When it start getting long, bitch, if if your hairline, I mean, if your hairline, if your hair goes below your ears, I'm out. It's too long, bitch. It's too long. It shouldn't be that long. Your hair is it, it is ever so gentle, gently, gingerly caressing your shoulders, your shoulder blades. I'm out. It's too long. There's this really fine guy. Oh, he is so fine, bitch. But his hair was like down to his booty crack almost. And I'm like, uh-uh. It is so, it's, you would look so pretty as a boy if you just cut that shit off. You ever see men who have like really long hair and you you can just admire like, they have really beautiful hair. They have a good lock of hair. Like that's some good, beautiful, shiny, healthy looking hair. But the minute they cut it off and do a short hair, they're like, oh, now I can see your face. You know? Now, if you're, I feel like if you're an ugly troll, then like maybe you can hide within your locks. But I feel like if you're handsome and you're attractive, like, the long hair is all right. It's not bad. But if you cut it off, bitch, you 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 go from a 7 to an 8.5 instantly if you cut your hair off. For real. And, bitch, you might be able to knock it all the, all the way up to a 9, go from a 7 to a 9, if you cut off, I mean, if you um, cut the sides real, real short. You you might get up there. You probably won't, but you might. The minute you cut that hair off, bitch, it's a game changer. Yeah. Um, I'm about to cut. I'm gonna go upstairs and take my own advice. Go upstairs and cut my hair off. I'm for real. I'm dead ass for real. I'm about to go upstairs right the fucking bitch. I don't even think I want to finish this podcast. I think I want to go upstairs and cut this hair right the fuck on off. And then go. Hold on. Let me go see if my barber's available tomorrow so that he could do my sides. <laughs> Hold on, bitch, because while I be looking crazy. Uh, let me see. What is Carlos up to? Uh, let me see. Buck. Okay. Ooh. Oh, he's available tomorrow. All right. That's my man. Uh, let me see. Is he available Sunday? Oh, he is. Oh, not 11 a.m. And he don't work Mondays. Damn it. Okay. Bitch, I'm going to go upstairs and cut my hair off. No, I'm dead ass. I'm about to go upstairs and cut my motherfucking hair off, bitch. Yeah, I'm gonna go at 2 p.m. See my man. Um, hold on. I need to stop doing stuff like this while I'm on the phone with y'all. Um, because it is so disrespectful of your time. Okay, confirm tomorrow at 2 p.m. All right, bitch, I'm going to be go back to my little short little doobie. Um, But yeah, that's the fucking beef I have and moving right along. And we are back. Um, so if you want to write into the show, send it in to ask at the Solomon Ray podcast.com. I think I'm still paying for it. So I don't really know if girl, one of these days that email going to come back and it's going to be like, Ooh, 
mail wait what is it um unable to send the email or whatever because bitch i don't know how to log into that account and i mean i know how to log into the email account i don't know how to log into the domain and i definitely don't know if how long it's paid for so that's so fucking why would i that's so unprofessional that's really so fucking embarrassing why would i say that anyways um Again, you can write into the show. Sit it in at ask at com. This week, we have, um, oh, Lord, a, 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 a message titled, I'm about to go to jail. <laughs> Girl, this is going to be good. Let me, t- let me zoom in. Okay. Okay, bestie, let's start with this. I've had a rough life. Oh, not Harpo. Not... All my life, I had to fight. (laughs) My family has treated me like shit, so a bitch got a lot of trauma. I was also treated differently than uh, my other cousins because my parents were drug addicts. And Bitch, I'm going to start crying. Hold on. Oh, my God. Hold on. Wait. Hold on. Let me get my life in order. Okay. Don't cry. Okay. Get it together. Okay. I was always treated differently than my other cousins because my parents were drug addicts and abandoned my siblings and I. (laughs) I can't read this. So let's move forward to me now being married 12 years, have two beautiful kids, a boy and a girl, who are 11 and 6. So at the moment, we are renting some rooms from his mom. Whose mom, girl? Um, Hold on. Oh, probably maybe like your husband's mom. Okay. So at the moment, we are renting some rooms from his mom. Two years ago, I had to put my hands on this little bitch ass sister, on his little bitch ass sister due to her yelling at my daughter. And it wasn't the first time either. I tried warning my mother-in-law to talk. That's it. Okay. So it is your husband. I tried to warn. I tried warning my mother-in-law to talk to her daughter before shit got out of hand. They obviously didn't take my warning into consideration, so dumb hoe got popped in the face. So now I'm having the same issue with the other sister. I really don't want to put my husband in another situation, but a bitch can only take so much. They allowed... They allowed their kids to do whatever they want, but when it comes to mine, for some reason, it's different. So my question to you is, should I beat this girl's ass to... (laughs) So my question to you is, should I beat this girl's ass too? What would you do if another family would yell at you bitches could never junior? Um, first off, not, not, Solomon, should I beat her ass? Please, okay, please don't, because I don't need no legal issues, okay? <laughs> I don't need nobody to be like, well, Solomon said, I listen to the podcast, and it's a public podcast, so you can listen to it too. This is it. Fast forward to this part. He said I could beat her ass, Your Honor. Like, please don't put me in this. <laughs> um, you know, it might be because you... First off, no, do not beat her ass. Um, because it's family and you're going to have to live with family. And you just don't want to create, like, an awkward, awkward environment. Um, I think the main thing to do is... Well, I mean, you already popped one of them so um i think you have a you've 
basically communicated literally verb physically to say like bitch quit fucking with me and so i think that's enough i think it would be good to kind of reiterate things verbally and be like i'm not playing don't do x y and z and um hope that they don't do it and i mean you would be dumb to basically repeat the same behavior that got your ass popped i mean i wouldn't and I, this is i'm a bitch who fights so i if someone popped me in my face bitch i'm not doing that again i don't care about it i don't care what it is bitch. i'm not doing that so i wouldn't i wouldn't do anything physical i would just kind of really kind of talk to this part i would honestly try my best to talk when it comes to family i think for me um I I just, it's hard for me to think of anything physical with people that I live in close proximity with. Um, I've never really got, I don't think I've ever gotten physical with anybody um, that I'm with. No, I take that back once, yeah, whatever. But, um, But I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that you were treated differently than your other cousins and you kind of don't want your kids to be treated differently and honestly unfortunately and i'm not trying to put the battery in your back girl but sometimes people be treating your kids the way they treated you you know i mean i'm not saying that from, from personal experience but like i've seen how other people their kids get treated the same way like they did. So, like, if you got bullied or you got picked on or, like, they would make fun of you for something like that, they be doing the same thing to your kids. And, bitch, I, I get where you're coming from because one thing is I don't think anybody would ever yell at you, bitches, Canaveral Jr. I, I'm, I'm sure there's definitely going to be a point where a family member will be assertive and probably stern with them. Um, but I don't, I don't really foresee them yelling. I definitely know that they will not be physically touched. Nothing like that. Um, I don't think that that would be my reality. Um, cause it's, it, you know, it is my hope that hopefully I, I parent my children to behave and not to do anything to not saying your kid did anything, but like, I don't foresee my parenting getting in the way or like promote, helping them do something that another family member would yell at them over. So, um, so I don't know what I would do. I mean, I, I personally would not, physically put my hands on anybody in my family um it's just it's like a hard no for me like that's just kind of like one line i just won't ever cross like as and the bitch there's been times where i'm like bitch i'm gonna drag your ass but i just still wouldn't um but i would I would talk to them and I would let them know like what's up and the way you're sharing with me, like, Oh, I feel like my, um, I got treated differently than my, my cousins because my parents were um, drug addicts and we were abandoned. I think if you, I I'm, I'm just always a firm believer. If you lead with a little bit of vulnerability, it leaves the other person 
in a space where like they have to accept it and walk with it and they have to and and then they're also more sympathetic from it and then they kind of see things through a different lens i think unfortunately and and i say this as someone who literally has had a violent past like i'm you know someone who literally is not i don't want to say i'm known but someone who literally has they're like bitch solomon will beat your ass solomon will twirl your ass and this is coming from me when you lead with aggression when you lead with being physical with someone anything that you want any sort of request that you wanted any sort of um understanding that you wanted it all goes out the window nobody nobody hears you nobody sees you anymore it all those are, are blinders up and nobody sees anything that you need so if your need is i need you to not talk to my child like this i need you to see us as equal i need you to treat everybody equally if those are your needs the minute you get violent with someone those needs get out the window i mean nobody sees it nobody cares nobody does and sadly even if you raise your voice nobody sees it they drown you out it's just like a a I think a cold, tried and true way of um, really eliminating your best way to communicate. Whereas if you lead with vulnerability and you say, hey, so this is how I felt when we were growing up. And I just feel like because my parents were drug addicts and we were abandoned, this is how I feel I was treated. It did not feel good. And I just don't want my children to go through that as well. You would be a dick to combat that with anything else. If somebody says that, says that to me, I would be the biggest dick in the world to be like, well, bitch, fuck you for that. You know what I'm saying? Like what you, you have to be like, bitch, I'm so sorry. I didn't, I didn't even think about that. And most people don't even realize these things. And I guarantee you nine times out of 10, I don't want to say this is all in your head because it's not. But these traumas are playing in your head. They're all in your head. They're not playing in their head. No one's even thinking about none of that shit, I guarantee you. But it's playing in yours. So if when you let people in on that and be like, hey, this is what it is. Most people are going to be like, bitch, I had no idea. I guarantee you if you told them that, they'd be like, bitch, I had no idea you were going through that. I'm so sorry, bitch. And they would be like, all right, cool. And, you know, then the burden would be on them to change and alter their behavior. Um, but I think I would, I, I'm a huge advocate for just leading with vulnerability. And you can, I think you can never go wrong. I mean, yes, it being vulnerable opens you up for people taking advantage of you, for sure. But it's kind of like a risk, I think, worth taking if the outcome is good. And I just feel like the outcome could be good if you let you express how you feel. And that would make sense to me. You know what I'm saying? If if all I know is you hit my sister or you hit a random person in my, in my family, I, that's all I know. I just know like, oh, this crazy bitch didn't hit you in the mouth. I'm not, that's all I can think of. That's, I don't even see anything beyond that. But if 
you sat down, you explained like, this is the reason why I reacted that way. I'm going to still look at you kind of a little crazy, like, well, girl, keep your hands to yourself. But I'm going to be like, all right, I get how you reacted like that. Let's let's as a family not get to that place ever again. And then I, I know I would be like, we all got to work to make sure that we never get to that place. Um. So I really, girl, I pray for you that everything works out because family is really supposed to be, in my opinion, it's supposed to be the one community space, one group of people that is, you're supposed to feel the safest. And unfortunately, since you were a kid, you didn't feel that and you didn't feel protected and loved and you know and plus dealing with abandonment issues that bitch trust me i understand abandonment issues because girl thank god that you married for 12 years because the girls with abandonment issues we be like bitch uh -uh. (laughs) no we do not trust bitches so um i really wish you all the best and um I pray for comfort in this and healing too. Um, Because you also have to understand like that was you reacting to your trauma, but also those other family members yelling at your kids. That's that, you know what I'm saying? A lot of times it ain't got shit to do with the kid. It ain't got shit to do with none of that. It's all other people's shit. That's inside of their head that you don't even you're not even privy to. You don't even know what they're going through. So hopefully if you have like a conversation, you all can kind of open up and y'all can understand everyone's way of how they got to that space. Because I think if you get to that space, it is critical to figure it out and mend it because you it's one thing. To, for that to happen with a random person or somebody at work, I think, or just someone you see in passing. But I think when it comes to family, especially people you're living in close proximity to, I think it's a critical point for like everyone to kind of figure their shit out and come together and woosah and, and hug it out and try to be better. So I wish you nothing but the best. Um... I would not beat her ass, girl. <laughs> but if you do, no, 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 let me stop. Let me know, no, no. But please keep us posted and wishing you again, wishing you all the best and moving right along. All right, so we have not really a letter, but something from Adriana. And I just want to say thank you because I'm reading it now. And um, just like a little message to me saying, listen to the podcast about watching Griselda. You may like Fargo, the show on Hulu, if you can get past the accents. But yeah, it was murder, drugs, crime, investigate. Oh, I didn't know Fargo was um, murder, drugs, crime. Oh, bitch, I didn't know Fargo was all that, bitch. I thought Fargo was like something in the snow or like a dog or some shit. Wow. Okay. Um, with Fargo, it's a different story every season and it's fake, not real. Oh, great. The storylines are, I love anthology, um, TV shows. Those are my favorite. Okay. Thank you, Adriana. I'm going to check that out, girl. Thank you so much. 
Um, if you guys have any great little things that I need to be watching on TV, I don't really have that much time to watch TV anyways, but whatever. Um, please send them to me. Um, but again, if you want to send a, a little... It, the letters don't have to be like, I need advice type letters. They can just be like, girl... I got beef with so-and-so. And I just really want to like vent. It, you know, just something. It's a nice little segment in this podcast where it's not just about me. It's kind of like incorporating someone else. And I think that's, I like doing that because I don't have a host on this podcast. So it's nice to incorporate other people. Um, so feel free to send it in at ask at the Solomon Ray podcast.com and moving right along. All right, so what are my final thoughts? I'm going to do a final thought real quick because when I tell you, bitch, I'm about to go upstairs and cut my hair off. Mm-hmm. Not like buzz it off, but I'm definitely going to like cut like four inches off my hair. Um, What was I going to say? I don't really think I have any final thoughts. I thought I had one earlier this. Oh, what was it? It was really just about like work ethic, but I get tired of coming on this podcast and always talking about work, 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 work. Um, so I'm not going to even bother. Um, everything's back in stock on saltraybeauty.com. So head on up to saltraybeauty.com and get your shit. Um, it's going, if you placed a pre-order, it's going to be sent out ahead of schedule. I know I mentioned it's going to be sent out at the end of the month and it's not quite the end of the month, but it is going it's not quite the end of the month yet, but I will start working on those orders this weekend and start getting them out first thing this this upcoming week. So be on the lookout for that. Um, if you haven't placed a pre-order, you can definitely just go to sorrybeauty.com, get your shit. We got the large bottles of the collagen serum already up and running, bitch. We already got the face wash, the coochie Clorox, the... Um, the face cream, the the bundles. We just got it all. So just do what you got to do. Go to sorrybeauty.com. Um, also, um, you can place your pre-orders at babymamabrand.com if you are inclined to get your bundles back. Excuse me. So we all, we all want our bundles. Um... Girl, I might cut my hair off and fuck it up, and I might need to be using some of that bundle juice to get my my stuff coming in quicker. But head on over to... Ooh, my shit's about to die. Low battery. Head over to babymamabrand.com. And just a quick note that those are pre-orders. Um, I know when it comes to Sorry Beauty, you guys are very aware of pre-orders. There's people who pre-order tons of times. Like, there's always hundreds of pre-orders. Um every year so i know you guys are inclined you guys understand that but also like the same thing happens with um for baby mama it's not done being manufactured yet but we are still um on schedule there's no red flags no nothing like that's delaying us um i've been doing this again for like almost four years so like i can kind of like map it out well um, so those are pre-orders, but if you do want to cancel your pre-order, the, um, you can go to support at babymamabrand.com. Um, the email is also on each product page as well as the website. So if you want to just cancel it, get your money back, 
Um, you're like, girl, I don't think I want this anymore. Whatever the case may be, feel free to um, email us and we will immediately just refund it and cancel your money. I mean, cancel your money, um, cancel the order and refund you your money. No questions asked. We ain't about to ask you no questions. There ain't going to be no, well, girl, why? It ain't going to be none of that, girl. If you want to cancel your shit, feel free to do it. And we will give you your money back. Um, so, yeah. I mean, I feel like that's a better way of doing it than maybe doing a chargeback. Um, I know I mentioned this like over like a year ago. It's been more than a year, but when you do a chargeback, we're stuck in a 90-day limbo to where we can't do anything to the, the order. We can't refund you. We can't cancel it. We can't even ship it out because we cannot make a shipping label from that order. So we're in a really a, a crazy pickle, you know, because we have to wait for the bank's response, and the bank always sides with me, and then they end up giving you know, charging you a fee. So it's just like, girl, just if you want your money back, it's, I'm not going to judge you. It's not going to be no like, bitch, why? It's, I don't, I really do not care. Um, You can just email us and I don't even see the email. So I don't, it's, I don't even know if maybe y'all be like, bitch, I don't want Solomon to know I'm canceling. I don't see those emails. So we have a customer service person who does all the emails for baby mama brand. So I don't even see those. Tia doesn't see them. So I don't know if it's like y'all feel some type of way. I don't, it doesn't matter, but you can get your money back. So feel free to email support at babymamabrand.com and we will go ahead and even if you want to alter your order we had someone who was like oh girl um my dermatologist something whatever and they're so they wanted to cancel a portion of their order and just keep the hair serum we're like cool done boom so if you want to edit your order cancel your order whatever feel free to let us know i mean we have a customer service person and they ain't got nothing else to do so but reply to these emails so feel free to email them and what else is there that's really about it i have me a little salad right here because you know i'm about to be skinny but you know what it's so crazy no because i'm looking at this 17 dollars salad that i bought from sweet greens and it is good though it's the buffalo chicken one um i really want jack-in-the-box I feel like I want Jack in the Box because I'm about to start Ozempic any day now. And I feel like this is my last, like my last hurrah. It's like my last, like, ooh. Now all you can eat is skinny food. And honestly, all I can really do is drink protein shakes, liquids. Because that, that's the only way I'm going to be able to get my protein up. So it's, I feel like junk food, it's it's it. I can't do anymore. So I feel like I want to go to Jack in the Box. It's stupid, huh? I shouldn't do it. I shouldn't, right? Because I really did spend $17 on this fuck-ass salad. And I, I should eat it, huh? I really fucking complained earlier in this podcast talking about, oh, I need to save my money. I need to change my, my spending habits for you bitches can ever junior. And here I am literally like, oh, do I want to eat this $17 fucking salad? First off, I need a hole in the head for even buying a $17 salad. Like, please be for real, Solomon. $17 salad, get out of here. Um, so no, let me eat this fucking stupid ass 
fucking ass salad. But I really want an ultimate cheeseburger. The thing about Ozempic is she was like, bitch, if you start eating trash, you're going to feel sick. And I'm like, which is good because if I can correlate sickness or feeling bad, like feeling sick with food, it will make me not want it anymore. That's like how I am right now with alcohol and wine. I can't, I, I now associate alcohol and wine strictly with headaches and not feeling good. So now I don't even want it anymore. I literally just, I'm like, bitch, I don't want none of that shit. So if I can just, maybe that's a good thing to associate fast food with feeling sick. So maybe when I start my Ozempic, the first few days I can eat nothing but junk food and get sick. And that will force me to never want to do fast food again. Hmm. Yeah, that sounds like an eating uh, eating habit. Or uh, uh, what is it? Uh, eating disorder. Yeah. Um. Anyways, so good luck with me and my eating disorder. I'm wishing you all the best. Um. I hope you enjoyed Black History Month. Um. What else? What else? What else? Um. Yeah, I'm just wishing you all just happiness, prosperity, love, peace, and joy, a little bit of joy. All right, and that's about it. Take care of yourself and each other. Bye.